You're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikena Okeke of the Father's Church. Please join Pastor Ikena Okeke and be blessed. Praise God. It's a good day, the first Sunday in the month of February year 2021. And our God is on the throne. Do you know that? Do you know that God is on the throne? He's ruling and he's reigning. Praise the Lord. And of the increase of his government, there shall be what? No end. Kings and kingdoms, they will come and they will all pass away. But Jesus will forever remain that name. At the mention of which every knee must bow. Praise the Lord. Tell somebody I'm on the winning side. I am on the winning side. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Okay, we have been talking to ourselves and encouraging ourselves and inquiring to see that we believe in this God. At the beginning of the year, he said to us, I am God Almighty. Praise the Lord. And what did he say? He said to us, walk before me and be blameless. He wants us to know him. He wants us to believe in him. And that's what we've been looking at, you know, for some time now. This morning, we're going to continue and I'll trust God that he will help us. It's a wonderful opportunity that we have every first Sunday to come to the table of communion. So we will round up everything we're doing today by actually partaking of the table of communion. Praise the Lord. And I just want you to be expectant because we come to meet with the living God. Praise the Lord. Our God is alive. He's alive today. Jesus is alive. Praise the Lord. You know, people say COVID is real, but there ain't no real thing like Jesus. Jesus is the original real. Things will be real and then they will become nothing again, but Jesus will continue to be real. Praise the Lord. Jesus heals. Jesus delivers. Jesus provides. He makes the limb too. He does all of that and much more. Praise Jesus. I think uh, two Sundays ago, so we, we looked at John twenty twenty one. 31, sorry, where the Bible says to us, these things are written, these things were recorded, that you may believe that Jesus Christ, that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and let's read the last part, and that believing you may what? Have life in his name. My prayer is that in 2021, you and I will begin to have life in his name. Praise the Lord. That we will have life in his name. Live like we know him. Live like we believe him. Live like we have encountered him. Praise the Lord. In John 1 verse 4 as well, the Bible telling us about our Lord Jesus from verse 1. He says, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. In verse 4, it says, in him was life. And the life was what? The light of man. I'm doing this intro so that you and I can begin to see that there is a life we ought to be living. Praise the Lord. There is a life we ought to be living, and this life is not the regular life. The Bible says to us in 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17, it says, He that is in Christ is what? A new model. In fact, not even a new model. A new, new model doesn't capture it, because a new model is an improvement on the old is a new creation, something that has never been. Praise the Lord. He says, all things have passed away. I want you and I, as by faith, we look into the word of God to desire this life that is in Christ. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So we take our text from John chapter 6. Come with me to John chapter 6. And we read from verse 60. 60. Are we there? So we read together. John six sixty. He says, therefore... Many of his disciples, when they heard this, said, This is a hard saying. Who can understand it? When Jesus knew himself that his disciples complained about this, he said to them, Does this offend you? What then if you should see the Son of Man ascend where he was before? It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. But there are some of you who do not believe, for Jesus knew from the beginning who they were who did not believe and who would betray him. And he said, 
Therefore, I've said to you that no one can come to me unless he has been granted to him by my father. Verse 66. From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked with him no more. Say, that will not be my portion in Jesus' name. That will not be our portion in the name of Jesus. From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked with him no more. Then Jesus said to the twelve, do you also want to go away? But Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Also, we have come to believe and know that you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus answered them, did I not choose you, the twelve, and one of you is a devil? He spoke of Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon, for it was he who would betray him, being one of the twelve. May the Lord bless the reading of his word in Jesus' name. We have in our text there the concluding part of the conversation our Lord Jesus had, beginning from when they sought him after he had multiplied the bread and the fish and fed them. And they were excited, they were interested, they wanted to be around him. And our Lord Jesus, remember from last Sunday, challenged them and said, You do not seek me because you saw the signs. You seek me because you ate of the loaves and were satisfied. He said, Please, I beg you, labor. Do not labor for the food that perishes, but labor for the food that endures unto what? Everlasting life. And the conversation went on to where he made the challenge to them, or rather where they made the request. They said, okay, master, just give us a summary. What might we do? What should we do? How do we do that? John six twenty eight, That we may work the works of God. And in 29, our Lord Jesus answered and said to them, this is the work of God. That what? That you believe in him whom he sent. I trust that every day you pray, this is part of your prayer. That you will believe in him. Amen. If you didn't have it, please, as part of the things you ask the Lord. Lord, work this work in me. That I may do what? Believe in you. That I may believe in you. Okay. So he said to them, this is the work of God. And they went on and on. And they said to him, okay, give us a sign that we might believe in you. They said to him, Moses sent us manna from above. Okay. Give us a sign. Let's stop walking. Let's be able to wake up every morning, find bread and fish, and then we'll know you're the one. And Jesus said to them, Moses did not give you the manna. It's my father that gave you. Moses was only a messenger. One of the things that we find our Lord Jesus trying to help them is that anytime you're focused on the messenger is more than necessary. You miss the message. Praise the Lord. And we as current day believers have to be careful. The way we exalt a man, the way we exalt a messenger. The truth is this. No man can receive anything unless what it is given to him from heaven. So I preach, I sing, I do this, I am a treasurer, I give money, I do all of that. First of all, I had to receive before I'm able to give. So where does pride come from if I receive what I'm giving? The only thing I should be proud of is something that is original to me. And do you know the only thing that is original to man? Sin. The Bible says, for in sin did what? My mother conceived. When I was born, I came out with it. At about three, four years, I started manifesting it. That's the only thing we come with originally. And that's why Lord Jesus Christ had to be born of a virgin. So he will not carry the original sin. Praise the Lord. But every other good thing we have, we receive. Say, what do you have that you did not receive? So when the man does not understand it, you that are looking at him, please help him understand it. Ask him, who are you, Mr. Big Stuff? Waiting you be, you be not, who, waiting you be, waiting you get, (laughs) nothing, praise God. Moses was a messenger and Jesus said, I am not a messenger, I am the bread. Praise the Lord. You know, the thing about this thing and meditating on the word of God is that when you meditate on the word of God and you see what we give to men, then you begin to understand how far off we are from believing God. I've told you here about an experience we had, true story, where somebody was using his bed, not a pauper, a woman that is comfortable, probably maybe some level high up in the civil service, was using her hands that she used to cook for her husband. To wash inside toilet for a man. 
And she said, yes, this man, I will use hands to wash it. Why? Because this man was a messenger of God. Now, if we did that for a man, what are the kind of things we should do for God? Can you lift up your hands and just honor God? Just, just in case you were owing him some worship. Can you just reverence him? Can you exalt him beyond your president, beyond your preacher, beyond your superstar, beyond whoever it is? Can you just hallow him? Our Father which art in heaven, what do we do? Hallowed be your name. Your God, you're not a man. You have no mate. Oh, yigi, yigi. You're in a class all by yourself. You stand tall where? In the midst of all. Praise God. So Jesus dealt with that and said, I am the true bread. I am the one. I came down from heaven. The Father sent me and I am the bread. Anyway, the conversation went on and on and on until he told them, listen to me, people. He said to them, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no life in you. At that point, they lost it. They lost it because they said, this man, you've been speaking so many things. This time we know that there is something wrong. One of them, you know, the average consensus was this is the hard saying. Means, you know, it's difficult to understand which way do you begin to take it. How can we eat your flesh? As Jews, they were not even permitted to eat some animals, unclean animals. Now you're talking about eating human flesh. So this is too much. Let's end this whole conversation. And the Bible says from verse 66, it says, at that time, what happened? Many of his disciples went back and walked with him no more. Notice, I, I want you to read that statement again. Everybody, let's read it. From that time, many of his disciples did buy. Read it so I can hear you. Who are the people that stopped working with him? Praise God. Disciples. These are not ordinary people. You know what a disciple is? These are people that have been joined to him. That have enlisted in his school of ministry. That have followed him. So now if. I want you to get the same. So you can you know, adjust your faith. If disciples. Can turn back. What about people who are still trying to believe? What about seekers? Praise God somebody. And they said many. So there was the multitude. Amongst the multitude. There were the disciples. And then these disciples. They want. They turned and ceased to follow him. And then our Lord Jesus looked. Probably only the 12 remained. We don't know the number, but you know, it must have been a few numbers. Then our Lord Jesus turned and threw the question and said to them, Do you also want to what? go away? Peradventure you want to go, but you are expecting a release. Okay, so in other words, he was saying to Peter and the 12, you're actually free to go. I can go home alone. It was at that point that Peter gave this response. And this was the response. Peter answered and said, first, Lord, what? To whom shall we go? Praise the Lord. Let's deal with this in case we're not able to come back to it. For you and I to make success, to make good use, to finish well as believers, okay? We must not have a second option. It's in the scriptures, we pray that the Lord will open our understanding, isn't it? Peter was saying, let me, you know, let, let me paraphrase what Peter said. Peter was saying, we had thought, we actually conversed, and there is no other way, no other person to go to. Praise God. You see, when the Christian comes to know that God in Christ or Christ in God there is no alternative to him. You begin to experience some level of liberty. When Christians are still saying, uh, well, well, I don't know uh, this thing that is happening. Well, I, I'm giving God, you know, 2021, 20, uh, 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 this time, this one or that one or that one. As long as that thought is in you, the people that went back, this was one of the things they went back to. They went back to another rabbi. They went back to another teacher. They went and joined another school. This man, what is teaching now? We don't understand it. Let's go to the other one. Praise God. But Peter and the twelve, they had conversed amongst themselves. Let's leave this man. And then one asked the critical question. If we leave him, where are we going to go? Praise God. Like somebody rightly said, if you get angry with God, what do you do? What do you do? 
Truly, if you knew God and it's, it's as though God is not responding the way you want, what do you do? Job helped us understand that. Job was saying, I mean, if it's between me and a man, then I can appeal to you. But this is you and I. So who do I appeal to? To whom shall we go? It's a question you must settle as a believer. And that helps you. It minimizes your options and it helps you to understand the scripture we looked at some time ago. Which said, if your eye is single, your whole body will be full of light. When your eye is single, when you know this thing I mean is only him, it makes a lot of things easy. Praise the Lord. Okay, so they said, to whom shall we go? For you have what? The words of what? Eternal life. And then he now said, also, that is where we're going to this morning. Also, let's read that together. We have what? Come to believe. And know, thank you, sir. We have come to believe. So we are praying in this season that we what? Believe. But Peter took it a step further. And the scriptures are very economical with words. You know that. So what is necessary the scriptures never puts it there for us. When you see any word in scripture, that's why our Lord Jesus Christ said to us, not a jot nor a tittle of his word will go unfulfilled. A jot or a tittle, it's a tiny stroke that it's added. It's like our dot on top of our little eye. It says none of them. So if it was added there, it was necessary. Peter was saying something here. We have believed you. Praise God. We have believed you. Now, but not only have we believed, we have what? We have come to know. Praise the Lord. My prayer is that you will believe. And that believing you will do what? You will grow to know. In the name of Jesus Christ. Why is that important? We said here that to believe is to accept something as true without evidence. If there is evidence, then you won't say I believe. I believe what you are saying. means I can't verify but i believe you i believe him means whatever he says i believe okay now to know takes it a step further to know removes it from lack of evidence to the level of i don't need evidence praise god we're going to get it luke 15 verse 8 tells us of a woman okay that has 10 coins that has 10 coins okay And the Bible said this woman, if she loses one coin, what does she do? She lights a lamp, sweeps the house, and searches what? Carefully until she finds it. Now, I want you to hold that picture in your mind. Now, if this same woman visited her friend, and her friend put her hand in her bag, okay, and brought out a sack and gave to her, a friend she believed, and said, in this sack are ten coins. Follow me carefully. In this sack are how many? Ten coins. If this woman held the sack carefully and got home and opened it and counted the coins and instead of ten, she saw nine. Are you with me? What would she do? Okay, okay, okay. Praise God. How many of us are people who paid us money and we didn't? How many of us do people give us money and we count? I, I remember somebody that Monchi dashed money and the person in front of Monchi, not owing, she's not owing the person. In front of Monchi, she started counting the money. <laughs> because this woman, you can say you are dashing me 10,000 and dash me seven. Let me be sure. You know? <laughs> so, this woman had believed her friend enough not to count the coins in front of her friend. Are you with me? Then she gets home and the coins are nine. What will she do? Sorry? No, no. She will do what? She will call her friend and say what? Friend, you said you gave me ten. What, what? I'm finding nine. You know why? She believed her friend that it was ten. So she's having recourse to her friend to say what? When I got home and I counted these coins, there were what? I found there were nine. Now, that is she believed her friend. But this story says this woman having 10 coins counted and saw 9. What did she presume? She said that one is not with my friend. Is not with my neighbor. That one is not outside. It's where? It's inside this room. And that's why the Bible says she put on the light. She started sweeping. Look at the last part there. Until what? 
When you know, you remove every possibility of going back. You see, belief has unbelief. The text we read says the disciples went back. There is a point you get to, you can't go back. That's what I'm talking about. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? The apostle Paul was told, the man who has this belt, this is how they are going to bind him. This is how they are going to beat him in Jerusalem. And they were all crying, all of them crying, not for themselves, for Paul. Paul said, why are you people crying and trying to break my heart? Don't worry, I've already determined to go. And if you know the story well, Paul was not compelled to go. He appealed to go. When you know God, you already get to the end before the beginning. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? And that is the point where the devil can touch you. Listen, brethren, I wish Christianity, if there were no devil, I'll be a different pastor. Every day I come here, you know what I'm going to tell you? God's going to do it. You know what I'm saying? Somebody say, uh-huh, uh-huh. Hey, 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 I know those things. Do you understand what I'm saying? But you see, you see, you see? <laughs> the enemy you and I have, believing is so important and foundational. But to be saved, the disciples went back because they believed him. And as they were listening to him, they were cross-checking. And everything was okay. It got to a point, what he was saying didn't tally with what, you know, it didn't make sense. So they left. But when you come to know, that woman knew that this lost coin is where? Is in this house. That means she had gone from the end back to her situation. When you come to know God, you're not saying, God, prove to me. Praise the Lord, somebody. (laughs) Holy Spirit, Help us, help us, help us. You see, when I believe you, I give you credit. Isn't it? That's what it means. I believe you, I give you credit. When I've just believed you, I give you credit. And if I give you credit, what I see thereafter, or what I experience thereafter, can reduce the credit. Do you understand? I believe you're a nice person. And then, uh, all of a sudden... I'm walking with you. And you just give me a slap at the back of my head. All of a sudden, I'll say, I thought, <laughs> I thought it was a nice person. Okay? And if care is not taken, I respond with a slap. And we fight. And then after that day, what happens? We are no longer friends. Okay? But if I know you, and I'm walking with you, and you slap me, I say, did you kill the bee? What did you just kill on my back? Because... I don't just believe you. I've come to know that every action you take is in line with what I believe. You see, many of us, when we go to God in prayer, like like that man, and, and the mercy of God is for us. Like the man that prayed, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. We must also continue to pray that prayer. Because we are always opening our eyes. To see God align with what we expect him to do. And that's not wrong, but it's a level. Because these disciples that went back, what confused them was that they didn't understand anymore. But just like this woman that we see in this case, when you know, you never, never, never doubt again. Praise the Lord. You never doubt or you waver. But what do you do when you know? Hallelujah. When you know, you know what you do. You probe. You mine. It's a story. Some of us may have heard the story. I read it many years ago. I think, I think it was a true story about a wealthy man that died and, you know, had a son who was, you know, in school and all of that. The son had requested for a gift or something of a sports car, you know, and the man gave the son a Bible. And the son was wondering, no, he didn't die. He was still alive. It was his birthday. And the son was really, really, you know, dissatisfied and unhappy with the father what kind of thing is this i mean my friends my contemporaries their fathers give them these gifts at this point in time and all of that why should you give me a bible i mean i have bibles you know what happened was that many years after the father died and this boy you know in that state of mind sat down and took that bible for once and opened it right in the middle of the bible was the receipt of a sports car dated the date of his birthday 
But what had happened, because he didn't know the love of the father enough, he thought the father was being wicked, stingy, mean and hard. So when he gave him the Bible, he said, this old man and this old people, they have come again. So he took it and left it. But probably after 20 years or 50 years or whatever, when he opened it, he saw that inside of the Bible was the document that gave him the very thing he was requested. Now, if he had known the love of the father and had remembered when I asked my father car, didn't our Lord Jesus teach us that if we earthly fathers know how to what? Give good gifts. How much more? Shall what? Your heavenly father. If he had known a bit of the father, he would have known that if this father gave me Bible, then this Bible must be better than sports car. Then he will begin to what? Open the Bible. Then when he opens the Bible, what is he going to do? He's going to find that he didn't just get a sports car, but he got the Bible. But he did not know the father. He was only expecting the father to match his expectations. I pray that as a Christian, you will take God out of your expectations because he's bigger than that. That's what we call Christianity in this time. So we prep people up and prep the expectations and say, God will meet you. God meeting me is okay. But God is higher than me. He says his ways are not my ways. His thoughts are not my thoughts. So if he keeps meeting me, I'm at this level. The devil is not our level. The devil was in heaven. We are going to heaven. He came from where we are going to. In a context, he knows better than us. You know, I've said it here. The devil is not called a fool. He's wicked. He's evil. He's all of that. But one of the things he's called is what? Wise. Shrewd. Old. Deceiver. That's not a fool. That's not a fool. So, your Christianity, you must be saved. You know, sometimes I, I beg God, please help me. So that it's not as though, but, but he's helping me because I'm listening and hearing a few preachers here and there. Who are teaching the same thing. People have thought that Christianity is a magic wand. Where you get what you need. No. Christianity is an opportunity to know him. He said, this is eternal life. What? That you may know him. Know God. Know the Father. And Jesus Christ whom he said. Is bigger than everything. You know why? Because everything you see is in him. Is in him. He's beyond things. He's beyond events. He's beyond occurrences. Those are not the basis of our relationship. The reason Jesus came down to the earth, physically, brothers and sisters, the earth has not changed since Jesus came. So why are things our focus? Since Jesus came, physically nothing has changed. You know the only thing that has changed? Since Jesus came, men can become sons of God. That's all. Because the son of God became a son of man. The transition that took place is that men now can what? Go to heaven. The gold that was on earth before Jesus came is the same amount of gold. Jesus didn't come and create more gold. Oh, someone will tell me yes, but by his, uh, he, though he was rich for my sake, he became poor. Yes, the, the poverty of Jesus for my sake is not about gold because all the gold in the earth is nothing compared to the gold in heaven. The poverty of Jesus for my sake was his grandeur, his glory. That's what he recovered. What did he say before he went back? He said to the father, father, please, I finished what? The work you have given to me. That glory that I had with you, that I had to uncloth to be able to walk on there. If Jesus came down to earth with his glory, you know, praise the Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. If the president, the new president we're going to get, if the president will come and worship here. I thought you would say amen. Are you people not praying? If the president will come and worship here, you know it would disrupt our service. Are you getting what I'm saying? If Jesus came down with his glory, we won't even be found to be saved. The power and the majesty he will land on earth with will kill all of us. So when he says for our sakes he became poor, he emptied himself of power, of majesty, of glory. He said to the angel, stand back. It's like where the president, maybe you watch a movie, and the president is doing a campaign, and, and the security details are saying, don't go this way. And he says, no, leave me, leave me. Let me carry the children. That's what it means. He says, I left all of that so that you can come close to me. He's not talking about cars. He's not talking about Naira. Praise the Lord, somebody. So, Peter here was saying something to you and I. He says, we believe, Master. But not only do we believe, because we have moved further. 
And we have come to know. To know is signed, sealed, and what? Delivered. That's where it is. That's where the real thing happens. You know, so, so, I believe, I believe. I, I don't blame people. I believe, I believe. If I believe, I can unbelieve. If I believe, I can waver. But if I know, I've used this very simple illustration for us here. Okay, who has a beautiful name here now? Tope? Okay. Praise God. Okay, so Tope is your name. Um, Sister Mary behind you, all of a sudden starts saying useless um, labwaja, stupid labwaja, labwaja you borrowed money from me, labwaja you did this. Is Stopper going to turn back and say you're insulting me? If he did that, what are you going to say? You wonder, Topper, is something wrong with you? Isn't that what you... Why won't Topper respond? Because he knows that he is not what? He's not about to prove. He's not about to come to you to tell you, I'm not... I'm not... mm." He knows who he is. You see, the knowledge settles some matters. And what it does is that it makes some battles unnecessary. Some of us that are defending some things. Who, who said I'm not this? Who said I'm not that? Uh, you will see. You will see. It's because you've not known. When you know, that woman, when she lost her coin in the house, she knew there were ten. She locked the door. She said, here and here. What? I will find you. Have you lost something where you know it's there? You know the way he searched it? I don't know if I've told you this story. Many years ago when I was in the university, you know, in front of the girls' hostel where, you know, cars park at night. I don't know what they do there. <laughs> so, so, we're there one night and one man came out, well, one boy came out and he said to another person, he said, who parked this car here? I think maybe it was a 504. He said, who parked this car here? They said this person. He went and tagged the person who parked the car. He said, where's my car? Where's my car? You know what happened? He had parked his car there and they stole the car. So when he came out, another car was parked. So as far as he was concerned, this car was parked. He will come and look under in case they drop this car what, on top of his car. You know why? He knew where he parked his car. Do you understand? When you know who God is to you, you don't waver, you drill. If situations come, you go deeper. When people say they backslide, they never knew. Because if you know, listen to me. If they tell you gold is here, do you sweep the floor, you don't see gold, and you relocate? What do you do? You drill. After five meters, you don't see. What do you do? You drill. Why? You know that is here. That's what Peter, Peter is saying. We, don't, we are not claiming to understand you. He didn't tell Jesus. Ah, Jesus. You know we're in the flow. He said, to whom shall we go? Means we've considered it. And then he said, we have come to believe, which means we give you credit. But also, not only believe, we know. So we hope that somehow this thing will fill in and we'll know what you're talking about. As, as, as it is now, let's be going. We're not leaving you. Forget that discussion. This is what, this, this is what Elisha said to Elijah. I am not what? I'm not leaving you. I've served you. I left 12 yoke of oxen. I left my father's business. For how many years? 10 years, 15, 20, went to I've been following you. And all of a sudden, you ask me to go and reapply to be a farmer again after I've laid my hands on the plow. I'm not looking back. He said to Elijah, if the, the, as the Lord leaves, <laughs> do you get what I'm talking about? You cannot say you've trusted Jesus for your salvation and then you're giving him seven conditions. Praise the Lord. You're giving him, uh, you must do this. No, I told you, I don't know how many of us this has happened to. But as a young Christian, I actually had a, I mean, and I, what I thought was God's call for my life. And that call was to be a treasurer. I, I, I don't like talking. Many of you, if you know me personally, okay, was to be a treasurer. I wanted to come to church and sit at the back and just, you know, you know, fund projects in church, you know, bless the pastor, you know, bless the people of God and just fund projects. That was my, what I thought was my calling. Okay. And if care was not taken, if I held on too much to it, it would have hindered my relationship with Jesus because what started happening was that, uh, you know, for someone to think he's a treasurer, well, for most people, I don't know, you must have had some money. So I had some money and I felt that the easiest way was God to what? Increase the money 
and then I will increase my giving. Seeking her. So that was what I thought. Now, in my pursuit of being a treasurer, you know what started happening? The money started going. It was then I realized that maybe this treasurer thing is not the address they are calling me to. I now needed to change my prayer and say, Lord, wherever you lead, wherever you send, I will go. Lord, what? I'm a, that's one of the songs that says, surrendering all. When you get to that point, you allow God direct you. You allow God determine where he wants you to be. You allow God determine your status. I must marry, I must not marry. I must have this, I must not have this. Let God determine it. Why? This is God that loves you. We sang the song, Who am I, Lord, that you are mindful of me? God has demonstrated his love for you and I. That while we are yet sinners, what happened? He sent his son. We are not worthy. The Bible says, Perhaps, adventure for a good man. For a good man, one may dare to die. But God demonstrated his love for you and I was. That when we were sinners, he sent his son to die for us. What am I going to ask him to prove now? What am I going to ask him to prove? So the Bible tells us Hebrews 10.35. It says Hebrews 10.35. 35 says, therefore, it says what? Do not cast away what? Your confidence, which has what? Do not cast it away. It means, I've said here, that when you read the Bible and it says do not, then it means it's something that you're likely to do. You get me? And when you read the Bible and it says do, it means it's something you're not likely to do. That's why you never read the Bible and say eat three times a day. Have you seen it in the Bible? No. Have you read the Bible and say save enough money for your tomorrow? Anytime you see do not, it means that is what you're most likely already doing. So it says there what? Do not cast away what? Your confidence which has what? Great reward. Continue please, 36, let's say. For you have what? Need of endurance that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. 37, I'm going. For yet a little while and he what? Who is coming will come and will not. You see, when you know, another picture of this knowing is when you're waiting for the train at the station abroad. Thank you, Momichi. Not uh, Abuja Kaduna train. For those who've lived in London, you understand what I'm saying? When you're waiting for the train, you know the train will come. Your own train. Praise God. In between that time, other trains may come. You don't run and jump into other trains because you're not sure this your train will come. What do you do? You wait. That's what he's saying. He says, do not cast away what? Your confidence, which has great reward. For he who is coming, what? He will come. He will perform his good pleasure, what? Concerning you. You have believed in him. Then can you please wait? Wait. Don't ask God. You see, an area this, you know, features a lot is when we trust God for healing. I pray for the Holy Spirit to, you know, impact this truth into each and every one of us. Amen. But we are so want to tell God we believe him for healing. But you know the truth is that we are testing him. We are testing him for healing. I mentioned the last Sunday. And if someone finally prays for you, you're just being polite. And you're just waiting for the person to finish praying so that you do what you already know. Now the truth is this. Until the Christian puts himself in a position like that woman with the lost coin and says to Jesus, you and I, will live forever. If you don't heal me, let us see in heaven. Praise the Lord. You see, because of time, we might have to mix this thing up. To know does not come by wishing. To know comes by experiencing. So, this chair you're sitting on, if you just believe the chair will carry you. Have you seen a chair that you looked at this way, this way? And then, you believe the chair will carry you. Do you know how you sit? You first sit with all your muscles balanced. Isn't it? But when they say, stand now. I'm not saying you should stand. If you stand, when I say sit again, how do you sit? You, you, some of us fall like log. You just fall into the seat. You know why? It has been carrying you what? Or you're not testing it again. You already know what this chair carries you. Now for every believer, as you, the moment you get born again, God begins to take you on a journey from your faith now. Believing him. He takes you on a journey of experiencing him. As you trust him in little things. 
That's why if you're a Christian listening to me and you don't give tithe, tithe will not take you to heaven. What takes you to heaven? The Bible says, follow peace and holiness without which no man shall want. See God. Unless a man be born again. That's what. But if you don't give tithe, you don't trust God. Do you understand? If you don't give, you don't trust God. Do you know why? Those are the little areas you begin to know. That with God, 90% is more than 100%. It's what makes you know. Listen to me. If you fasting, oh Lord, you have to fast. I'm telling you, I, I'm not preaching a sermon. This, you know, I'm just helping, just pouring out the way. As a young Christian, if you have never had a desire for God or for encounter with him, and for when your rice and beans or gari or, or your amala or uh, shawarma or whatever, for a day or two or three or four or five or six or twenty, whatever it is, you will not know. There are some things you experience with God. Nobody can, you know those days that, you know, their parents call children and say, you must stop going to this church. They can tell it to people who are just believing. Those who have come to know will know that this God, when I put my trust in him, for seven days I did not eat, I didn't die. The first time I fasted three days, I'm telling you, after some time I'll pinch myself. I say this thing is, is not a joke. Because all my life, the only times I didn't eat was when hunger was hitting me. How many of us have been in the university before? When you eat all your money, and then your money, the hunger starts eating you. <laughs> I never fasted before. But as a born again Christian, three days, the church announced it for pastors. I heard it. I joined them. After that fast, I knew that this man is a new creation. Because one day without burger, Sierra hot dog. How many of us know Sierra hot dog? One day without it is not a day. It hasn't ended. Three days. No food. Ah. When I started talking to people about God then, I was telling them not something I believed, not something the preacher told me. I had come to know that this life is spiritual. Are you getting what I'm saying? The same thing with finances. If my wife and I didn't separate then, we won't separate again. We, she was going to the embassy and we had saved a lot of money, you know. And I went to church one day, you know these preachers, it was your father that was preaching. Pastor Tony's son is here. And he preached, go for gold, go for gold. I just sat down, I took up my checkbook and wrote, you know, the whole money we had. All the money we had. And gave it to church. And then my wife went for the visa and they bounced out there. And what was the reason? There is no money in your account. Was I thinking? I wasn't thinking. But did we starve? Do we look like we starve? By it, I knew that my source was not what was in the bank. And nobody told me to do it. Are you getting what I'm saying? I had come to know by experience. By experience that the principles of God. That God watches over his word. To perform it. While the earth remains. What? Seed time and harvest shall not cease. I'd come to know. Is it in relationship? I've had issues where people offended me. I was in the ushering department. And some lady was just looking for my trouble. And I'd learned and heard that love your enemies, okay? I don't know whether she was my enemy, but she was looking for my trouble a lot. So I went home. The next meeting I was coming, the departmental meeting of church, I can't remember. I packaged, you know, some gift and blessed her. When I gave it to her, I said, I've changed. I didn't need anybody to tell me. So somebody looks for your trouble. Instead of you going to call her up, can you see that girl? Can you see? She doesn't have respect. See the way she's insulting me. The person looks for your trouble. You go and bring a blessing and bless her. You will know that it's not you. After that time, nobody can tell you this Christianity thing. Leave it aside. You cannot leave it aside. You have gone inside. If they want to leave it aside, they have to leave you also. Is somebody getting one? It says we have come to believe. Remember, Peter was toiling all night and caught nothing. When he caught a shipload of fish, what did he do? You think, you think that experience, Jesus didn't tell him like the rich young ruler, leave all you have. No, Jesus didn't tell him. It was an experience. It wasn't cursed. That's why we don't curse people here. It was a choice he made. And then he started falling. Then all of a sudden he saw that his mother-in-law was okay. He saw that his wife was okay. He saw that his children were okay. Without selling fish, everything was okay. So he said, we have believed and come to know that following you, I will never have regrets. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? 
that is what it means. When you get to that point with Jesus, the devil can touch you. The virus can touch you. The world can touch you. Nothing can touch you because you have believed and then stepped and seen that it works. It's not mental ascent. It's not like, you see, any intelligent person that goes to any church today, you know, will not just have a good time. I mean, the preachers are nice. You know, the choir sings beautifully. Free song. There is no place in the world where you listen to nice singing free of charge. Do you know that? I don't know. If you're going to listen to nice singing, you pay a gate fee to enter. So, you can actually be in this environment. But you see, by the time you're in this environment, and then you take your wife and beat her, kabwe, 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 and then you say, I believe God. How, how can you believe God? Listen, these are part of the thing. When I got angry with my wife, I remember the scripture that said, no man ever hated his flesh. But what? Nourishes and cherishes it. So you get angry with your wife. Bring out your hand and slap. She know they hear one. Slap two again. He's not hearing. Use iron and put on the hand. Do you understand what? You have to prove these things. And what I'm telling you, please, leave my own story. Where you are now, God is calling you little levels. Trust him for Panadol healing. Instead of Panadol, trust him to heal the headache. Trust him for ordinary. Trust him at different level. Trust him to tell the truth and see what will happen. Trust him not to go to court. Trust him not to call police. As you go through those experiences, you know what happens? You begin to put body to your belief. You begin to take, you see, when I believe, I believe to see. When I know, I have seen already. If I'm believing to see, you can convince me, leave that thing. But if I have seen, can you go to my back and bring me forward? I've, I've crossed the road. I've gone over the bridge. That's what it means. Those are the things about Christianity that people don't understand. People come in, they think they're playing tricks. You can't play tricks on this thing. Every word of God you obey is to your benefit. Let me tell you another one because this might be for somebody. I was doing business with somebody in church as well. All these things happened as a Christian. Okay? And this person, okay, there are two. I'll tell you all of them. The first one was, I loaned money to somebody. I think I've said it here. Bill. And I went for house fellowship. And I read the scripture that says, Who shall ascend to the hill of Moses? He that had clean hands. And has not uh, lifted his soul to idol. That does not give out his money at usury. Praise God. You know, and I just giving out money at a large percentage. And I didn't force the person. No. The person requested. So, immediately the house fellowship ended. I called the person and said, um, Oh boy, that money I gave you, you won't pay this percentage again. You'll pay almost like what the bank will request. So he was very happy and I was happy. Now that testimony, I won't finish it without telling you that he didn't even pay me principal. Now, is it not better for me that I adjusted my heart than imagine if I had bought house. It was a large sum of money then. If I bought house with the money and principal and he still never paid me. He never paid me. He never paid. The documents he gave me, yes, even let me connect the police one. He gave me two trailers. Let me, to, to help you understand how much it was. He gave me documents of his two trailers as security. I had the documents with the, an agreement. I could not go to the police. I was, it came to my mind. But I remember that the Bible says, why do you go to the laws of the land? Don't you know you will judge angels? He was not even a believer. But I couldn't bring myself down. To go to police and say, I'm reporting Mr. So-so for borrowing uh, this amount. And I couldn't. I was a Christian. I didn't want to defile myself. Praise God. I told you here my money started going down. So at that point, we needed the money. Another one was, this one was a believer. Both of us in church. And we started doing this business. My wife told me it was four nine. That was before I thought, you know, women, you know, the background men think they know everything and women don't know anything. So, but this guy was a master act. Before, when we sit down on the chair to eat, he will do exhortation. That's why all those acting, eh, he doesn't move me again. We sit down, he carries one small Bible. He will open the Bible, read scripture, and then do exhortation before he prays for us to eat. And I was a young Christian. <laughs> and his voice, you won't hear his voice. And then he was bald-headed then. Then we're still small boys. So he walks like, why won't I believe him? This guy was classical 419. <laughs> You know, we're supposed to be exporting wood. So I was bringing money and he was going around the country bringing wood. And, you know, we had uh, uh, orders for the wood and all of that. I didn't know this guy was exporting the wood on his own. The company we established, he just complete 419. Finally, 
Finally, when I knew he was fraudulent, we had some of the wood stored in my father's warehouse. All I needed was make a phone call and tell them this guy is fraudulent. But before then, I'd gone to introduce him to my family as my born-again brother. And my family were not born again. You know I couldn't. How can I say this thing and spoil the name of my new family? This guy went and carried that wood. Still, I lost that money. Now, you think at this stage, you will be dangling billions. It won't move me. You know what? I have come to know that Jesus in him is life. I've come to know that money answered all things. But in him, all things consist. I have come to know that there is a lifting. But I'm seeing that he is the most high. I have come to know. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? I've come to know that I'm not running to arrive. In him I'm already accepted in the beloved. There is nothing I want to attain. Child of God, you must, you must proceed from believing. To know. Like that woman. If you come into her room. Where she's searching for that coin. She won't be agitated. If you knock, she'll just say, please, can you wait? I'm coming. What would she be busy doing? If the coin is not here, and you know how big their rooms were then. If the coin is not here, it will be where? It will be there. If it's not here, what? The coin will be here. That is what we settle it. It keeps us focused. It keeps us certain. It takes the devil off our backs. Because these people, you know, sometimes, sometimes I ponder. And I wonder, do we know how big God is? Do you know how great your God is? Do you know how mighty this God is? Do you know how awesome our God is? Do you know the sum total of his thoughts and plans towards you? So Job said to us, Job said in Job 19, he says, I know, you can put 23 to 27 if it's too long. Job 19, but 27. He says, first of all, in 23, he said, Oh, that my words were written. Oh, that they were inscribed in a book. Job was saying, where I am now may not make sense. But I wish they recorded this thing. Thank God they recorded it for us. Go on, 24, please. We're going down. Just That they were engraved on a rock with an iron pen and lead forever. 25. Now, this is what he said. He says, for what? For I know that what? My Redeemer lives. Can you say, I know that my Redeemer what? Leaves. Yes, I'm not giving him time. I'm not giving him target. I know. I know. I've settled it. He leaves. And he shall stand at last on the earth. Give us 26 and 27, please. He says, after. Can you say something there? He says what? After. When you are just at the level of starting, you know what you're saying? Close far no more. He said, after. After. My skin is what? After they have done the worst. After everything is done, what will it, what happen? He said, this I know. In what again? They destroy my skin. But I know what? That in my flesh I said, why? He has gone to the end. Praise the Lord. He has seen the end. That in my flesh I shall see God. And he says, whom I shall see for myself. And my eyes shall behold another, another. How my heart, what? Yearns within me. Why? He has come to know. Let's rise and have it. Oh Lord. Holy Spirit, do this, do this, do this, do this for us. Do this, O Lord. Do this for us. We want to know you. We want to know you. We want to believe and we want to know. We want to know you, Lord. We want to know you. We want to know you. We want to know you. I need you to just forget about everybody who is in this church today with you. I want you to just ask yourself this question first and foremost. Have I even begun to believe? Have I begun to believe? In these days where we are in, so many things can go. So many things can go. So many things can go unnoticed, untracked, unpicked. But he said, this is the work of God that you believe. Say, he that believes is saved. He that believeth not is condemned already. Do you even believe? I want to pray for one or two persons. It may just be you. I don't want to miss that opportunity now. That you're saying, preacher, I want to surrender my life to Jesus. I want to begin today to believe in him. 
Today, I want to begin to believe in him. You've never done that. Or you've just been around, but you never really, like Pastor Chris said on, on, on Wednesday, you've never really, you know, made this decision. It has never been your experience. You don't know what it means to be in Christ and to be a new creation. Then I can pray for you, even if you're watching online, please. You can raise that hand anywhere you are, so I can see you and pray for you. Anywhere you are. You've never done that. And today you're saying, preacher, I want to. I want to commence that journey. I want to put my faith in Jesus. I want to trust in him. I want to surrender to him. Is there any person asking for that now so we can pray online? You're, you're doing that here so I can pray with you. Anybody? God bless you, my brother. You've never done that? Then come, please. Come. God bless you. Any other person here? Quickly, please. Quickly. We, we have some children. The teachers there, please. You may also coordinate for the children. But Jesus is here. And he said, you can't. You, 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 you have to believe. It's the first step. We have an enemy. We have an adversary. God bless you, my sister. Is there any other person? Please come quickly because of time. Come, come. Father, we thank you for these precious ones that your word has come to. Come, come, my dear. If you're coming, come. I'll wait for you. God bless you. Come. God bless you. Come. If there's still any other person, please come. We, we can. This is important to Jesus. For this purpose, he came to seek and to save the lost. God bless you. Is there still any other person? You, you may come so we can pray. You must start it. You must start it. And this is how you start it. You believe. You give him credit. You trust him to do it. Say so after me, my brothers and my sister. Lord Jesus, I come to you today acknowledging that you are the son of God. You came into this world to save sinners. I am one. I believe you died on the cross for my sins. I believe you were raised on the third day for my justification. Today, I accept your death and I receive the resurrection life you gave me. Jesus, wash my sins away with your blood. Write my name in your book of life. Give me the power of your spirit to live this life as a child of God. As a child of the Most High. Thank you Lord Jesus. For I begin a new life. In you. And with you. Amen. Father in the name of Jesus. I want to thank you. Lord. You have enabled me to share some testimonies. May these ones have greater testimonies. May they encounter you. May they be mighty. By the power of your spirit. Lord lead these ones on. And on that day, Lord, when you will come for your own, let these ones be in the number. I seal them with the blood of Jesus. And by the authority I have as your servant, I break every agreement, every covenant, every hold the enemy might have on them. I say it is nullified. These ones are now accepted that sons and daughters of the Most High. Thank you, Father. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Praise the Lord. Please follow this pastor. He will lead you to where you you go praise the lord thank you jesus so, so, so for those of us who already believe I, I can already you know expect that you're asking the lord i want to know you i want you to close your eyes again and just ask the lord in this week some of us today today lord take me a step ahead take me a step take me beyond arguments that i will know that i know that I know that I'm a believer. Today, 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 today. He's here with the power to heal. Some of us, it might be healing. You receive it and you know that it wasn't Panadol that did this. I've had that experience as well. Some of us, it might be some area of obedience or surrender that the Lord is speaking to you. Some of us, it may be in some, some area but today I want you to listen to your heart. Because the Lord wants to draw you closer. He wants to reveal himself to you. There's an encounter he wants you to have. And it's not too far off from today. It's not too far off. It is very close. Lord, I surrender. I yield to you. Let me have that experience. Because I believe you. That I may know 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 that I believe in you. I already believe in you. Lord, reveal yourself to me as I surrender. As I surrender. You might need to make a call. You might need to take a decision. 
You might need to give. You might, whatever it is. You might need to forgive. You might, Lord, help me. Somebody might need to come back and go and restore a relationship. I don't know who you are, but the voice of the Spirit is saying, you know I'm interested in that area. And until you clear it, it says you'll be having doubts. But trust me, Father, we thank you for your grace. Thank you for your enablement. Thank you for your power that wants us to know him. He wants me to know him. He wants you to know him. So he will walk with you. He says he walks in us both to will and to do. Begin to receive the power to do that. Begin to receive the grace. Begin to receive the enablement. Begin to receive the wisdom. And I can assure you, child of God, you will have testimonies. You will have rejoicing. You have assurances. Oh yes. Father, we give you praise. Blessed be your name, O Lord. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Praise the Lord. You've been listening to a message by Pastor Ike Naokeke of the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Banex Guarimpa Expressway, near Next Kashinkari, Abuja. For telephone 09-290-9000 or 0703-158804. You can find us online at www www.thefatherschurchonline.org God bless you.